Judith. What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome back. It's good to be live once again. Um, yeah, I'm here in Madison at a nice place called the Library Hotel. And it's this uh, nerdy hotel where they have uh, books and you get to hang out and feel luxurious while uh, there's uh, books around you. However, I feel like I got set up because they gave me the fairy tale room, right? They couldn't give me journalism. They couldn't give me science, architecture. They gave me fairy tales. I feel like Chris Hansen is about to show up. I mean, like, hey, what are you doing in the fairy tale room, Manny? Is there something you want to tell us? Why are you in the fairy tale room? Tell us the truth. So here I am in the fairy tale room at the library hotel. Not to brag, a four star. All right, treat yourself. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to stay in a nice place. Shout out to Oscar Koyasas for allowing me to stay at his place, though, for the first night when I landed. All right. Uh, he is the, I mean, let me give him, let me give him a proper shout out. So Oscar Koyasas is a New York comedian, Colombian, and he started a project called Hilarious Colombian Americans. And he invited me to perform here in New York. But before I performed in New York, we drove over to Philly. I didn't know Philly was two hours away from New York. Did you know that? Did you know you could drive to Philly from New York? That's how, that's how much I know about my map of the United States that I didn't know. That. I thought the Philly was like, you got to take another plane from New York. We drove there. We, we went through Jersey, uh, you know, and I got him in. And when I got into Philly, I thought he set me up because all I saw was uh, empty factories and silos and homeless people. I'm like, this guy's going to rob me Colombian style, right? <laughs> Have you guys ever been to Philly? Has anybody in the chat ever been to Philly? What's up, Lorenza? George, Jailhouse, The Real Johnny Dice, Miami Plumbing, uh, Quero Salsa. By the way, DJ Quero Salsa, we may need a DJ when we do our shows in Miami. So stay in touch, my friend. Yeah, man, so I'm in Philly. And I don't know anything about that city. Uh, it, it just seems so broken down. I think it's a historic city, right? Isn't the, Le- the Liberty Bell there? I didn't even know Colombians were in Philly. Apparently, we procreate and we're everywhere. Um, just last night, I was over at Caroline's Comedy Club. Man, we had over 100 Colombians in the fucking place. And I said, like, aren't you guys supposed to be getting plastic surgery in Miami? What the hell are you guys doing here? And, you know, it was it was mostly like families. I was like, hey, anybody in the audience single? Any Colombians here single? Not one person wooed or clapped to that question. Many times, man. What was it like to go to Philly there, uh, Johnny Dice? Turns out New York uh, Colombians are extremely faithful. How? That's not in our genetics. Bro, there was this couple in the front row last night at Caroline's that have been together since uh, high school. Who the hell stays together till high? You know what I told him? I said, I told him to grow up. I said, grow up. Go experience the world. How are you going to marry your high school sweetheart, man? That's a, that's a horrible love story. No one wants to hear about that. Right? Well, maybe. Maybe somebody does. Like, oh, my God. You found the love of your life? What's that like? Love. In 2021? No way. There's no way. The internet ruined that. (laughs) We all know the internet ruined love for everybody. Because every day we get reminded we got options. And they're always better, right? Uh, Me, I have been together since high school. What? Why? You know what? This is actually a topic I'd love to explore. 
why do people marry high school sweethearts? You know, you know what's one of the discussions you got to have with somebody that you date in high school that you really, really like? You have to sit them down one day and be like, hey, look, listen, we're 16 years old. <laughs> we really don't know what the hell we're doing. So let's do ourselves a favor and break up before we end up getting married without getting some new, uh, some fresh blood in our life. You know what I'm saying? Don't you want to explore life? Huh? Why settle? Because somebody's locker was right next to you. I mean, think of the scenarios of marrying your high school sweetheart. It's either you, you were in class together. Uh, it's either uh, your lockers were together. You, I don't know, you, you had a funny story during gym. Like, mommy, daddy, how did you guys meet? Well, son, I was in biology and I was failing my class. And luckily enough, I got sat next to your mother and I just started cheating off her, uh, off her test. And uh, don't tell her now, but I'm cheating on her still. Eh? Eh? <laughs> Yo, that's one right there. That's a good joke. Um, yeah, I don't know how the hell you guys stay together. Uh, humor, we have the same twisted taste. Oh, no wonder you tune into this. Twisted humor is the best. It's unacceptable in most places. Uh, last night, I was, you know, when I was doing Caroline's and I was talking to the Colombians, man, you know, I was just roasting everybody uh, as a fellow Colombian and my Spanish is broken, right? So whenever I try to like interact with, you know, you know, kids, they want to bring their Colombian parents. The show obviously says that it's in English, right? But they still bring them. So you feel bad for them. It's like, you guys are family? It's a family of 12, right? And number 11 and 12 are their parents. And I'm like, you guys brought your parents to this and they don't understand a fucking word. Why would you torture them? First of all, why did they decide to have 10 children? That's the thing about uh, Latino families, man. They can be in a horrible uh, situation financially and they'll be like, hey, let's make 10 kids, man. Latinos always want to build up their own economy by having so many children. Be like, hey, let's, uh, let's roll the dice and make as many children as possible. One of them has to at least provide for us. <laughs> That's how Latinos get by, man. They make a whole bunch of kids and then they go, hey, hey, let's roll the dice, baby. All right. One of these kids at least has to make six figures a year. At least. Let's make it happen. Right, Barbie? What's up, Barbie? What's up, uh, Cindy? Brian with a Y. Here talking about uh, Columbia, people that marry their high school sweethearts, and performing for New Yorkers and Philadelphia people that are from Columbia. I never knew Columbia was so out there like that, man. I thought all Colombian people were in Miami. That, that's my story, you know? I don't see... I mean, I, knowing my culture and the people that I hang out with that are Colombian, I don't see any of them packing up their bags from Miami and then going, Hey, let's go to Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Colombians. That's crazy. Right. I don't know. I was just so in shock. I'm glad I do these podcasts by the way, because I usually go up on stage and I just talk to the audience the same way I talk to you guys on the chat here. And I just, you know, go with whatever they give me. And so, as I was mentioning earlier, there was someone and there was a couple in the front and they, they were together since high school. And I'm like, you know, Colombian people are faithful. You're not living up to the name. You know, at least in Miami, they try to live up to the name, right? I was talking about how, like, we watch one episode of Narcos and we're like, I'm going to start an import-export business, you know, doing legal shit. What are you importing, exporting? Uh, apples. And they all, you know, Colombian people don't even try to explain themselves. They just want to say they're into import-export. 
All right, what are you importing and exporting? Don't worry about it. Ah, shut up. Whatever you're doing, it's legal. <laughs> oh, don't try to fool me talking about, oh, uh, you know, you got to find out. If I tell you, you're going to have to die. Get out of here. You know, you're importing uh, Payless shoes. Just, just be honest. You know, you're not going to impress me by being like, oh, why don't you stick around and find out? Get out of here. All right. There's no way in hell that uh, Roberto from Brickle is moving bricks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are the odds? And there's no way in hell you'd be talking to me, right? If you were really about that life, Roberto. Uh, I saw you eating empanadas the other day, man. There's no way in hell you're that comfortable moving bricks in Miami. And, and you're at uh, Eparepa in Doral. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, trade secrets. Yeah, exactly. They started talking in code, in Colombian code. Uh, um, no, man, I really don't get along with, with, uh, Colum- I mean, the, the show was great. Don't get me wrong, man. But I was just roasting Colombians the whole time, man. One of the comedians that are in our lineup, he, he's the first ever vegan Colombian guy that I've ever met. Can you believe that? I'm learning so much about my culture. What's up, Armani? Armani Jones. Welcome, man. I'm learning so much about my culture that I was brought up in. I didn't know it was possible for a Colombian to turn vegan. My buddy Alex Caravaña, which you guys got to check out, he is hilarious. He, I think he was on HBO Max. Uh, he goes on stage and he talks about his veganism, right? And he tells me that he's, you know, he's been doing, he even, he even runs a restaurant that's vegan. I'm like, dude, you're Colombian and you're vegan? Isn't that against like the code of Colombia? Like, what are your grandparents thinking about you, uh, you know, eating this kind of food, man? Like, you, your grandmother must be so upset. Like, you could be a drug dealer and your grandma will be like, ah, deja que lo que haga, lo que tiene que hacer para traerle el, el negocito, right? Que haga su billetico como sea, que lo está haciendo, gracias a Dios. But if you say you're vegan, it's like, ay, Dios mío, no lo puedo creer. Mi propio. <laughs> Dude, there's this dish in Colombia called, um, it, it's called a bandeja paisa. And for those that don't know, this dish has so much animal products on it. It just goes to show you exactly how a Colombian diet works. It's like you load a plate full of meat and it's every animal, right? You got uh, beef, you've got uh, egg, you've got uh, chorizo, you even got uh, the blood sausage, right? Isn't it the best, Barbie? Every time I go to a Colombian restaurant, I always order the Mandeja Paisa, even though I don't finish it. Uh, and they even got the blood sausage. God knows what animal sacrifice happened for that blood to come out, but a blood sausage is like, you know, blood, uh, rice, and for some reason put together, they taste all right. Am I a fan? Not really. Because right? I look at that thing and I'm like, what the hell, man? Who the hell is into some sort of cult that they do this process on an animal? Like who really think about the kind of person, right? That actually wore a chef hat, saw a bunch of dead animals. Like, hey, you know what we got to do? We got to extract the blood, mix it with some rice, and then package it up and sell it. You're like, is this guy like a Colombian uh, vampire? <laughs> who, who came up with that sausage, man? Murcielo? Murcias. Yeah, that's the name, Murcias. That's the Colombian blood sausage. And you don't even know, man, that maybe the Colombian blood sausage could be like the blood of someone that had to be killed because they couldn't keep their mouth shut. And we're going to feed them to the family. Like Moses. 
Um, shit, I gotta be careful, man. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm having a blast. I'm currently on tour. Uh, I come back to Miami tomorrow, hanging out, you know, back to the uh, the Miami comedy scene. And I gotta admit, man, the Miami uh, comedy shows that we do has definitely helped me out in becoming a way better comedian. Uh, and I'm surprised, man. I'm really, I'm really glad to see that a city like Miami that doesn't give a fuck about comedy as much as New York does made me such a good comedian that I can handle a New York crowd and that I can handle a Philly crowd. Okay. Because you Miamians, when you come out to our shows, you're there with your arms clapped. And then I gotta be like, yo, what's your problem? You got dressed up, you got in your car and you're here to be like, oh, no, no, go ahead and bomb in front of me. I'll watch. Honey, you want to go? No, no, no. I, I want to see this guy fuck up. This guy's really uh, entertaining and making me feel good about myself, right? So you Miamians come out with that attitude. And so we work with that. And then when you go to New York and Philly, where it's appreciated to go up and make people laugh, you go up there with a way different kind of confidence. Now, don't get me wrong. The comedians that I work with, they're pros, man. Hilarious. Uh, shout out to Santi Espinosa. Pedro Gonzalez, Carlos Gonzalez, Oscar, uh, Oscar Collazos, and Alex Caravaño. We also had a guy from uh, Netflix show up called Antonio Sanit. Kind of famous guy because usually we, when you take group photos, right, everybody just wants to get in the middle of the group photo. Like, yeah, that's right. This is awesome. This motherfucker, uh, girls are showing up. Be like, All right, everybody move. I just want one with Antonio. Get the fuck out of here. All right, weird me out. You're not famous enough to be around me. And just take a photo with just that one guy. And I'm like, and me and me and the boys are looking at each other like, yo, man, this guy's gotta go. <laughs> this guy's hogging it up, man. Um, all right, and in case you guys want to know, we are back in Miami, July 22nd at the Miami Improv, which I believe is a Thursday. So if you guys want to come out, have a laugh. All right, and uh enjoy yourself. Definitely come out to that show because we don't uh we don't do this in Spanish. Uh, we don't do this, uh, you know, culturally oriented. This is just a legitimate, funny show with comedians that just happen to be Colombian. We band together and we say we're Colombian. People come out and that's what it is, right? Like, you're not going to go out there. You know, we're not going to be doing lines together. Or like, you know, none of that stuff. It's a lot of fun. All right. Um, yeah, man, the Bandeja Paisa. We might ask the, the, the comedy clubs that we perform in. We're going to ask them to start putting some bandeja paisa on the menu. Be like, hey, man, we got to make this a theme show. All right. We want the kind of plates that make people worry that if they were to take a photo and post it on social media, that Pete is going to get involved on how much animal cruelty is happening on that plate. You know who the real animal is? That person that can finish that dish in one city. There's no way. You know, when you go see Man versus Food or when you go see those shows, where like the person eats a lot of food and if they finish eating it, they get like a, a prize. That's what needs to be given out to anybody that finishes a Madeja Paisa. That's how hefty this plate is, man. This big, full of meat. And yeah, just try it out. It's delicious. Uh, and it could probably feed you for the next three to four days, depending on your appetite. All right. So let's get down to the reads, guys, before we continue. Uh, Ellie Venus is the sponsor of this show. So uh, give him a call. He is a health insurance agent and a subject matter expert in the world of health insurance. So use him as a resource. If you have questions, he has answers. The people he helps the most are those who do not have health insurance because they believe it to be unaffordable. And those who do have health insurance and are complaining about how much it costs. He can help anyone anywhere with anything regarding the health insurance. So call him today, 
305-335-3944. His email is eliu.binas at ushadvisors.com. All right, getting back to it. Um, you know, it's, you know what the best thing is about, uh, you know, this week? The fact that I've never been to a place like Philly and I was able to perform at the punchline with like 100 people on a Tuesday. Unheard of, right? I've only been to Caroline's Comedy Club twice. The first time to see a headliner back in 09 when I was trying to get started in comedy, I wanted to see what New York was all about. And then the second time actually going up on stage to over 100 people. It is surreal to be going up in these historic comedy clubs as a relatively unknown comedian. You know, I'm just known here in Miami. But to go up there and make people laugh and take a photo of it and post it up online and say, I'm here performing. It just gives you like this whole new level of a career. You know what I mean? Just a photo. You're like, yo, I've been to Caroline's Comedy Club. People laughed while I was there, right? I've been to Philly. I performed at the Punchline. People laughed while I was there. It's just surreal. It's just these moments where it's more for uh, just something to remember by. Something that when you go on, you get off stage, you're like, I never thought I'd make it like this. You know, I thought, I, to be honest, I thought the only way I was going to make it was like here in Miami, uh, start a virtual comedy club, do seven nights a week, and then just call it, you know, call it a career. And oh, shit, that's right. I did that. But to go past and beyond that, shout out to uh, Colombian Comedy for making that happen, man, and, and believing in me. And, if, and I'm glad I believed in myself, man, because it's, it's a little daunting. I'm not going to lie. It's a little threatening to go to a whole different city. You don't know anybody there. Nobody knows who you are. And then you got to say that you're Colombian when you can hardly speak Spanish. <laughs> oh, man. But hey, man, I got away with it. I'm surprised. So, yeah, I just wanted to go live and just share this joyous moment of being in a, in a completely different uh, setting in my career. Remember back in the day, guys? For the, if Barbie, if you're still on, remember back in the day when I was in my garage live streaming? Now we in hotels live streaming, huh? Moving on up. <laughs> all right guys let's go ahead and end it right here um i want to thank everybody for uh, still tuning into the podcast i know i haven't been going on as often as i used to but it's for the better right you can now go to live shows and events now that miami's opening up shout out to all the cubans back home in miami uh get the word out right i'm totally for cuban liberty uh i've been feeling for the cuban people for many years now and to see this happening during my lifetime is actually uh pretty awesome so i just wanted to take a moment to say uh you know thank you for all the people back home protesting and making this a possibility of putting the spotlight in uh giving these people their freedom you know it's i believe it's very i mean i'm not a cuban right but uh you know, I, I think that what's happening there is very, uh, it's very sad. And it's been the, like this for too long. And for now, for, and now for people to be out there and actually being like, hey, man, that's it, man, we, we got to stop this. This is really cool. And I'm excited because I really believe that this can uh, liberate them. I really believe this can liberate Cuban people. And, uh, you know, we take over the Florida Keys. <laughs> if the Cuban people can leave Cuba, you know. And I know that they're going to go straight for the keys. And here's a little history fact for you guys. In the 1800s, the keys in Cuba were like this. where Everybody was drinking rum. Everybody was rolling cigars. People were making lots of money, right? The economy in, 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 the Key West, in Key West was amazing during the 1800s. Things were mixing up, right? White folks, 
uh, Spaniards, Cuban folks mixing it up, right? Having kids, starting businesses. It was awesome. And then when the, the communism came is when it all went to shit, man. So I don't know. I'm just glad to see that, uh, you know, hopefully it comes to an end and we can start uh, expanding Miami. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Miami being the first city to expand? <laughs> Has that ever happened before? Has there ever been a city in the history of the United States that's like, all right, things have changed around here. This neighboring city, no mas. That's what we're going to do with the Keys. We're just going to show up to the Keys and be like, hey, this ain't Florida's Keys no more. This is Miami Keys. All right? And we're going to leave Homestead the same way. Homestead, you can keep your name because you are going to be Homestead to and from. All right? When I'm going to Cuba, I'm going through Homestead. And when I'm going to Miami, I'm going through Homestead. Just expand. Just take over. Right? History in the making, guys. They're calling me about tonight's show. History in the making, all right? Uh, shout out to all the Cubans. Keep fighting the good fight. Congratulations on getting the spotlight finally about this situation. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great night. Bye.